welcome to the Wine Isle, the official wine podcast of North Coast Co-op. My name is Kirsten Lindquist. I am the wine manager for both locations in Arcata and Eureka, and I'm here with Jen Curry. Bonjour. And Taylor Swan. Hello. And we are going to talk about red wine today. It's kind of the introduction to red wine, if you will. Um, we're going to start out with what are called the noble grapes. Um, still not sure where that came from. And we were talking as we, before we got started, because uh, we're going to start off with Cabernet Sauvignon, because that's the one everybody thinks of when they say red wine. Um, and it is. Cab is king. Um, although I was saying that Pinot Noir outsells Cabernet right now. And it might be the price point because... You know, Cabernet is really expensive, not even only if it comes from Napa. Jen, you mentioned when it comes from Bordeaux. Expensive. It yeah, is the king. it is. Um, that's why I can't get a Bordeaux that is cab heavy on the shelf for the grocery store. Just too pricey. Um, so, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about Cabernet, Pinot Noir, Merlot. And, of course, talking about Merlot and Pinot Noir brought up that infamous scene in the movie Sideways, where he says he's not going to drink any stinking Merlot, um, <laughs> which, yes, really killed Merlot for the industry in the U.S. Um, but as you told me, last time you were in Paris, what is everybody drinking? Uh, Merlot, Pomerol. And the funny thing about that movie, the, the wine that Miles was obsessing over the entire time is Pomerol. That wine is Merlot. That's the inside joke of Sideways. Ah. He was obsessed with Merlot the entire movie. I see. (laughs) And he's like denigrating it, which is really terrible. Sideways. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because whenever. um, Well, we'll we'll jump to this. Right. But it was a great boon for Pinot Noir. (laughs) It was. It was. Nobody had heard of Pinot Pinot Noir. That's the Pinot. Oh, there we go. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Everybody Mm -hmm. wanted to try it, and people come in. Oh, I like Pinot. Lucky Pinot. Yeah, right? So, yeah, so we're going to dive into red wines, um, and we're going to start out, we're going to start out with the king. We're going to start out with Cab, Cabernet Sauvignon, which apparently in France, they just call Sauvignon. Or Sauvage, so it means savage. Savage. Yeah. Which is, makes sense. It's a big It is. Grape, Easy right? to grow, resist disease, super, super plentiful. You can't So why is it cab. so expensive? Mm-hmm. Killing me, right, people. Right. <laughs> right. Um, you were telling me, Taylor, why do you like Cab? I like, uh, well, I like to say I like my Cabernets kind of similar to myself where it is complex and full-bodied. All right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. There you right, go. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I really, I really enjoy it. And I also, um, you know, enjoy, enjoy my, uh, steaks every once in a while right. and I and I love pairing it with food a lot. Right. So. Oh definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the classic pairing. Exactly. You're gonna have it with steak. Um you're gonna have a big cabernet because it can it can meet the challenge of exactly. steak. It's good. Um and it is different, right? Depending on where it's coming from. Napa cab is it's king in America. Yeah. Easy peasy juicy, lots of blueberry. Yeah. Um, just kind of um, aggressive tannins. Unless I, they've sat for right, a little bit. Yeah. I just, I don't think that you have to sit and think about it too hard. It's, right. it's just there for you. It's just a big, fat, nice glass of wine. Yeah. And quite often, fortunately, it's got a little bit of a blend, mm-hmm. you know, so it's tamed by some Merlot or your favorite Petit Verdot. Right. Yeah. 
They throw that in there Indeed. and it adds a little more complexity. Mm-hmm. There's definitely like you can get some cocoa, mm-hmm. um, some little. tobacco. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you my two best shell- sellers on the shelf that aren't locals are um, Roth Cabernet, mm-hmm. Anderson Valley, uh, and Turnbull. Turnbull yeah. is from Napa. And it's actually a pretty decent price at only $50 on the shelf. It's a very high quality wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a lot of people don't know is that Turnbull's owners actually live in Fortone. Fortone. Fortuna. Fortuna. He's a local Fortuna. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're Patrick local. Mm-hmm. And I also carried just a nod to our last episode, the Sauvignon Blanc from Turnbull, which is really fantastic. It's stupendous. Mm-hmm. Super. I didn't know that there was Sauvignon Blanc from Napa, but man, this one's fantastic. And it's only twenty dollars. I was on the wondering shelf. why it's flying off the shelves. Yeah. It's okay. really good. It's tropical. Really good. It's complex. Um, it's not just like citrus, but it's got some lime in there. I mean, yeah. It's yeah, pretty superior. I should have mentioned it back in, but the neat thing about that wine is it's aged in three ways, stainless, acacia barrel, and a clay amphora. Oh. Mm-hmm. Clay amphora, for those of you who don't know, is like a clay yearn. Urn. Urn. Right. Not yearn. Urn. I yearn for the urn. Uh, yes, yeah, there we go. Let me tell you, when you see that, that means the wine is going to taste really different. Yeah, they went to great lengths to produce that Sau Blanc, so it's nice oh. that it's under 20. Yeah, and I don't know if everybody has it around here. No, and it's sold out because 2020 was a light year. It's, no. it's sold out, so get it while it's hot. People. Get it while you still can, people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and as we mentioned, Cabernet also comes from Bordeaux. Um, Bordeaux is a region in France, and um, there's right bank, left bank Bordeaux. Left bank is when you have majority of the wine is Cabernet, and there's Six other varieties that can go in there? Uh, there are five all day. Some five. Pe- yeah. Malbec, okay. Cab Franc, Petit Verdot, Cab Merlot. There we go. Yeah. Okay. And Merlot. And then... That's one of those legal things. Again, it's yes. only legal AOC. to go to those there. Otherwise, you're yep. a Van Dupay. That's right. Van Dupay means you you're a wine of the country, yeah. which kind of means like countryside you do wine. You want. You're like, you're the common version. Uh. Um, and you're not you're not in an, a designated specific area. That's what AOC means. And I really should have looked up what AOC means. But. Appellation, origé, controlé. There you go. My French Perfect. is Perfect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little label on the top where the cork is on the neck it says AOC um, so that you know it's coming from that specific place um, yeah so you can look for that in the cheese department too you're right oh. yeah. the French are very good about labeling that right. um, so right bank Bordeaux are going to be more low heavy and the truth is most people like drinking it they just don't think they want to admit that because Merlot is easy. It's juicy. It's usually got some great balance to it. It helps balance out a lot of red blends, right? Right. When I show Merlot next to a cab, most people will admit to me, I prefer the Merlot. (laughs) And you said, yeah, it's the most drank wine in France. It is. It's the Merlot. Yeah. 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 Um, So don't be afraid of the Merlot, which is we're going to go to in a minute, but um, we're going to hop over to Pinot Noir. So why is Pinot Noir such a popular wine besides the show, I mean the movie, Sideways? Um, I think because it's a chameleon. It can it comes in so many different styles. Right. From light and ethereal and feminine to downright masculine and aggressive and powerful. It's, it's a chameleon. It can be so many different things. And so... It's interesting you say that because I understand what all that means. But mm-hmm. when someone says a wine is powerful and aggressive, how does that translate to somebody who doesn't have that kind of vocabulary, right? What right. Do, what would that mean? Um, to me, it's... What do you mean to you, Taylor? Um, to me, that would mean 
Um, I would say I would look for, I guess, maybe a darker, a darker color. Definitely. Um, um, maybe a lot more, uh, maybe a bit more complex than maybe the lighter kind of yep. floral yeah. pinots. Um, I'd expect a little more, but I honestly haven't um, really fully allowed myself to dive into the pinot world right. quite yeah. yet. Oh, right, right. Well, it's, usually, it's a descriptor for all wine, more concentration. Yeah, yeah more definitely. More concentrated, more depth, more just depth it's just big Mm -hmm. in your Mm -hmm. mouth it's just big sometimes it's higher alcohol Mm -hmm. like it just kind of hits you hard um whereas like lighter more elegant um it is it it just feels like it's tippy-toeing around your tongue and it's saying hello instead of hi right might take a back seat more to your food something lighter so it's not competing so Mm -hmm. sometimes the bigger wines can be just because you had a crappy day and you need a glass of wine. Right. 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 And Nothing it just kind of smooths out those edges mm-hmm. and it makes the world look rosy again. Right. And you're like, yeah, okay. Um, and then yeah. people, like when I'm working the wine aisle, people, um, you know, often say, I want a Pinot Noir from the uh, Willamette Valley. Yeah. Okay. Specifically. Um, I'm not quite sure. Do I guess Pinot Noir, Washington isn't really a... Washington State. No, no, more cab. They grow a lot of cab and Merlot in Washington. Cab and Merlot. Okay. That's what you'd see up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Syrah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Willamette, Willamette Valley uh, Pinots are going to be, I usually think they're a little more earthy. Yeah. Earthy. Yeah. Ah. Um, they're more apt to have blueberry and blackberry as opposed to like strawberry, which you get down here. Mm-hmm. Um, the deal with Willamette, what makes it desirable is it's the same latitude as Burgundy. Oh. So when the French came to grow Pinot Noir in the United States, they they went to Willamette. The conditions, it, re- it was familiar to them. They recognized it. Ah. Mm-hmm. But they do taste different than Burgundy. They do, of course. They taste really yeah. different. And, you know, that's when we go back to terroir and it's, you know, the... You learn this when you live in Minnesota, apparently, <laughs> is that when the Ice Age receded and went north, it left behind all this minerals and all this incredibly rich soil, which is why most people don't know this, but Minnesota is like the breadbasket of uh, the Midwest. But anything grows there. You dig up the grass and it is black, rich soil. Um, and I'm guessing like the soil over in um, Oregon is not quite the same as Burgundy, even though the climate might be the same and, like, the terrain might be the same. So that's why stuff is going to taste different. I mean, that's really why your terroir is there. Um, and when I get tasting notes on expensive French wine, they'll also tell me that it's limestone or there's clay or, you know, when you start to really understand what you like about certain types of wines, you want to know what soil they're grown in because that will tell you, I like that wine because I know the soils I like. Um, And there's so many of them. And it's all like that leftover of the receding of the Ice Age. What got left behind? Volcanic. Yeah. Rivers, floods. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, volcanic. Yeah, right. some right. some bottles I read um, that they they tell you that it was grown in like volcanic soil or something like that. And, oh yeah. yeah, wine yeah. grapes like to struggle. Ah, oh, yes, they like to struggle. Yes, that's that's true. what makes they dig deep and they hunker down, and that's what makes them taste more complex. I Which see. Which is why you see dry farms. So they yeah. didn't irrigate. Irrigate. They didn't give it moisture because they want the roots to go down deeper and look for moisture. It brings more complexity. The struggle. The yeah. struggle. Yeah. Let the right. vines struggle. Right. It sounds so horrible. 
<laughs> but it produces such great it's wine. So good. <laughs> okay. Uh, when we come back, we will be talking about Merlot, Zinfandel, Syrah, and maybe a few others. But now we're going to take a break. The Wine Isle is the official wine cast of North Coast Co-op, your local, member-owned grocery co-op, where everyone is welcome. Hello, and welcome back. I'm Kristen Lindquist here with Jen Curry and Taylor Swan, and we're talking about um, the big red wines, the ones that most people have heard of, and now we're on Merlot. Um, which can be much aligned, but is everyone's secret favorite. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Um, the Merlots I have on the shelf right now, I love some of the titles. One of them is The Velvet Devil. Yeah, Columbia Valley, Washington, and it lives up to its name. Like, it's this sleek, luscious, fruity thing that you just like, oh, my God, I want more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another one you were mentioning that customers usually like, Taylor, was... Yeah, the, uh, the Folia Du. Yeah. Um, which I don't think is, is too insanely expensive. I think no, it's... No, I yeah. think it's only 17 16 yeah. on the shelf. Um, definitely a really nice Merlot. A very solid bottle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as we've mentioned, it's a blending uh, grape in France. It's also the star of Right Bank Bordeaux, uh, much more affordable. I can say for sure most of my Bordeaux reds are going to be Merlot heavy um, with some other of the Bordeaux grapes in there. Um, and yeah, I mean, to me, that's an easy, pleasing one. Give yeah. Merlot another chance. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't listen to Sideways. <laughs> Um, but I want to jump into Zin because Zin is really interesting and as we were mentioning in the break you mentioned Jen that um, the Italians brought Zinfandel over here Um, but a lot of people don't know that Primitivo is an actual genetic cousin to Zinfandel Um, it's what they grow in Italy Um, a little more rustic Mm -hmm. yeah Croatia Mm -hmm. that's right that whole Adriatic Mm -hmm. area Mm Um, let's talk about Zin from California because Zin is big here. It's kind of California's flagship wine and I fall back. It's one of the very few domestic wines that I still crave. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like burger Zin. Right. Nice. Yeah. Barbecue. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. Anything I like with smoke. Zinfandel. I think yeah. it's just easy peasy, spicy, jammy, satisfying. It's interesting. It's a great fun great bottle of wine yeah so. and you can get it at a great price Absolutely. you can pay high prices for it but i mean especially if you can get an old wine i tell people who like zen go for lodi lodi is the king capital of zinfandel but if you can get an old wine from lodi you are really gonna score um, we have this bottle on the shelf we've had for quite some time immortals in and the vines are over 100 years old and like you mentioned, Jen, like not all grapes can grow that long. No, sin can go the distance. Uh, most grapes you'd have to replant at thirty years. They're just not producing uh, yeah. anymore. And they look mm. so cool. They look like statues. The huge old vines are gnarly and twisted and bit. They're enormous and black. They're one of the most beautiful things you could see them on the highway in Mendocino. There's a lot of very very old oh, yeah. Zinfandel in Mendocino, and you can see them straight from the highway 
right south of the Calpella sign, right to the right side of 101, just before you get to like the first Ukiah off ramp. There's somebody's house with about two dozen old vines in. Oh my God. Right Beautiful. on the freeway. Oh, that's so oh, cool. They're glorious. That's they're so just cool. really cool. Yeah. And if you go out to Dry Creek or Geyserville, there's mm. a lot of old vines mm-hmm. in out there too. The back way to Napa in Alexander Valley. Right. A lot of old vines in and you'll see people stopped in their cars and taking pictures with them. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, and also I didn't think about this, but if you're interested in red wines, Zinfandel is a great thing to get into because there's so much variation. Right. There's spice, there's fruit. Um, They can be really high alcohol, but if they're done well, it's balanced and you're not you're not just tasting hot alcohol in your mouth. Um, I also like um, Zinfandel from Sierra Foothills. It's a little lighter. It's definitely when we were mentioning before, like masculine versus feminine, if you will. It's definitely a much more feminine version. Um, It's still got some spice. It's got some fruit to it. It's not quite as jammy. Um, It's just a little bit lighter. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the Dry Creek Zins, I get like cherry pie. You can even taste the crust. Oh, that's right. I love that pastry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. that creaminess is really Mm -hmm. cool. Um, Yeah, I can't fail this to mention St. Amant. Um, St. Amant's from Lodi. It's old vine. Um, we have um, the More Fry Ranch, which I sell a lot of. It's only $14 on the shelf. And we also have the Marion's Vineyard, so vineyard specific. Um, and I think it's under 20 on the shelf. Yeah, and I think one of those bottles actually has um, what Jen was talking about, the, yeah, the uh, vines. The gnarled old yeah, vines. Yeah, yeah. right? It's it looks like cool. this monster coming at yeah. you. You know it's going to be good. Um, cool. Well then let's move on to Syrah and Petite Syrah, which people always ask me, are these the same grape and one smaller, like totally different grapes, right? Totally different grapes. And it's something you either are totally into or you're like, no way in hell. (laughs) Um, but Syrah is really different all over the place. And down in Australia, they call it Shiraz. And it is the same grape. I don't know why they call it Shiraz. Because they're Australian. They're a little they're, different. Yeah, <laughs> they are a little different. <laughs> and it tastes very different, right? Shiraz right. Is, um, is the lighter version than Syrah you're going to get in California. Um, I remember the first time I had Northern Rhone, France. We're in France when you're in Rhone. And they make Syrah there, which is usually not 100% Syrah. They usually add some Viennese which is a white grape. Hmm. Um, just gives it this aromatic flo- um, floral nose, um, which is really interesting because the Syrah that I like has violets on the nose. It's just, it just can be really Ooh. delicate um, and elegant, and that aromatic nose always gets me every time. Um, Some of the Australians can also have that greenness, that pyrazine or the eucalyptus, which mm. you either kind of can love it or hate it. Right. I don't mind it. I was going to say, yeah, I bet you're a fan. I don't mind it. Yeah. When you see Petit Syrah in Europe, it's not called Petit Syrah. They call it Derif, after the man who sort of brought made it popular. Oh. Yeah, so you'd see Derif on a menu. Oh, interesting. Right? Petit Syrah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't grow it much there anymore. Interesting, because mm-hmm. we grow a lot of it here. Absolutely. It's totally like a cow. I'd never heard of it until, well, I hadn't heard of a lot of stuff, but until I got up here in Humboldt where I really started noticing Petite Syrah, we have a lot of local producers who do Petite Syrah. I would say it eclipses Syrah. 
definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In popularity and in production. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Petite Syrah, is, it's, it's definitely big and bold, yeah. right? Boysenberry jam. Just oh. big berry, dark berry. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And it's inky when you get it in the glass. I mean, it is just thick looking. It's like beautiful to look at. It's like ruby in the glass. Um, yeah, definitely lots of berries. Um, and usually can be high alcohol, probably because it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, the grapes initially, so it's got a lot of sugar content to ferment. Yeah. Yeah. Grows in warm places. Big producer. Big producer. Right. Used to be a joke about Syrah. It just it eclipsed its popularity, and then it died, and it was just like, how do you get rid of a case of Syrah? <laughs> <laughs> it just, one of those things. It was hot, so everybody planted it, and oh. everybody had so much Syrah, and then people turned away and started drinking Pinot or something. Oh, wow. I know. That's crazy. Fickle consumers. Oh, my goodness. Because you find a lot of Syrah and Rhone blends, you do. right? Mm-hmm. Um, not just northern Rhone. And when I say Rhone, we're in France. We're in southern France, the Rhone Valley, um, which has got a lot of um, fairly famous reds. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, Cote de Rhone. Yep, Cote de Rhone. Can't go blends. bad. It's hard to go wrong with a Cote de Rhone. Absolutely. Um, they're earthy. They've got some fruit, um, complexity, got some dried herb in there, what the French call guérique. Um so that's always fun. I always look for what are called GSM blends, right? Grenache, Syrah, Mourvedre, um, called Monastrel yeah. in Spain. Uh, yeah, but Syrah gives it those floral notes. And a lot of, um, it's kind of a serious depth and um, a little bit of, some people call tar. Oh, right. Or, but, you know, sort of a dust kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's funny. You know, when we say these words, people are like, there's dust in your wine, there's tar in your wine. It's like, no, it's it's those hints of it when mm-hmm. you play around with it in your mouth, when you, like, when you take a sip of wine, take your tongue and, like, roll mm-hmm. around in it, see how your taste buds mm-hmm. feel, Um Swirl it around a little bit. You can Google the wine aroma wheel. Oh. And it's pretty cool. So if you're starting to just try and find new words and new descriptors, that's why it's fun to taste wine with other people because they say other things. Everybody tastes something different. Yeah, there's a wine aroma wheel. Huh. And it's a ton of fun. Get it out next time you're drinking wine with other people. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. So I remember the first time I tasted, I'm pretty sure it was a Syrah, and I turned to the, I was tasting with a vendor and I said, I'm getting black olive. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like oil cured black yes, olive. Yes, absolutely. I love Which That's is one of what my favorites. I, I love that mm-hmm. olive taste. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I am really intrigued now. Yeah. I mean, what would this taste like with black olives? I mean, mm-hmm. it just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but not all Syrah tastes like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, and it's fun to taste them differently. To me, I would say they almost have the same kind of range as Pinot Noir. Like, absolutely. there's just, it's, all over the place. Ah, okay. So that brings us um, kind of towards the end, and um, it's going to mention some reds that are not usually um, not ones you're going to see in a wine aisle immediately. They're not going to have their own little category quite often. Um, for me, uh, I I picked Grenache and Cannonau. Which is funny because Cannonau is related to Grenache. I'm like, oh, you have the same taste there, Kirsten. <laughs> Cannonau is what they call it in Sardinia. Supposedly it migrated from Spain or the opposite happened um, because in Spain it's called Garnacha. I love Spanish Garnacha. It's usually a great price. Um, but Grenache is um, definitely one of the blend in the Rhone blends, like it, I mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and one of those chameleons, it can be anything from 
light and right. easy to like super big. Yeah. Yeah. Grenache yeah. is fun. Right. And you're like, you feel like you're chewing on it. For, yeah. 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 Um, what kind of, I know you like Italian reds. What kind of other reds? You know, my do you advice like? would be anybody. I mean, you said, you know, for newbies or if you're getting started on the old Brodile, anything Italian, I don't know. The Italians just, they got the charm in the bottle. And French wine is great, but it can be a little more austere and a little more aloof. But Italian wine is just so much fun. And it's usually very reasonable. You're right. going to get really high quality for what you buy. For and it prices. just goes great with food. Yeah. I mean, you just can't yeah. go wrong. My only rule with Italian wine is Northern Italian is sort of uh, butter. Food, mm. beef and mm-hmm. butter, and mm-hmm. Southern Italian would be more olive oil and tomato. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. So that'll cause a yeah. civil war there. That's right? the only sort of food pairing advice you really sort of need. Right. Nice. Northern, Southern. And t- yeah, and Southern Italian like um, Nero Davola. So that's yep. Sicily's yep. bread. Um, and then I'm trying to think. Um, Sangiovese. Sangiovese from Chianti. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas yeah. Northern Italian is going to be um, Nebbiolo. Yeah. Yep. And if you got the money, Barolo, mm-hmm. oh, which by the way, we do. I love this. I wanted to bring this up. So um, one of the companies that Jen works for put out this um, list of sale items and it's called the wines we don't drink, which are like the pricey ones that you don't drink because you're buying it and putting it away for a special day, especially now during the pandemic. It's like, bring out the wines we don't drink. And so we've got them <laughs> on sale, including a Barolo um, from Sagacio. Right. Barolo is... Barolo actually is called the king of wines, aren't they? Yeah. And it's Nebbiolo, and it's both light but really tannic. If you've never tried Nebbiolo, you've got to give it a try. It's a great food wine. I mean, I'm singing its praises, but you're the one who loves oh, it. Oh, Barolo's pretty special. Yeah. yeah Barolo. I mean, the, its counterpart would be Amarone. Right. And uh, they are definitely the creme de la creme. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if Treat you want... yourself. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right? I mean, this is such a great price for the Nebbiolo. I think it's under $40, and that's just unheard of. Yeah. Um, and it's a lovely, lovely Barolo. Um, I was going to ask Taylor if there was any reds that you're interested in trying or ones that you think would be um, in your future. Um, yeah, I was definitely thinking about going the Italian route. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I always look at the top shelf Italian stuff, and I'm just like, ooh, I wonder. Like the Brunello, um, mm. I think we had one bottle on the shelf in Arcata. Mm. Um, that one always caught my eye. Uh, but really, um, yeah, it's really really hard to know. I, right. When you're getting off work and you're going to grab a bottle, do you have a like your go to? I usually um, I usually do like Cabernet or Tempranillo. Mm. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Good call. Something yeah. like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think. Uh, Italy is my next stop. <laughs> Italy is your next stop. That's great. That's great. Because Tempranillo is Rioja, which is Spain. Ah, okay. And that's okay. right. You would definitely, I could see that you definitely like Tempranillo. And yeah. it's a great price. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, not yeah. Bad. yeah. They're they really great drinking wines. Yeah. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, so as usual, now I really want to go drink wine. Right? <laughs> it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Think, right? Of course it is. And somebody's off work soon. Um, <laughs> we've done our job right, right? And we've gotten you interested. Definitely, definitely. Oh. Well, I want to thank you, Jen and Taylor, for doing our episode today on uh, Intro to Red Wines. And thank you, everyone else, for listening. Um, if you're interested in learning more about the wines that we've talked about, they should be in the show notes. And come visit us. Come to the wine department. Please. Um, yeah. We love, I, 
I always want to laugh when people say, I'm sorry to bother you, but do you want to recommend a wine for me? I'm like, this is my favorite part. We get to talk about wine. Um, So yeah, come find us. We're at 811 I Street in Arcata and 25 4th Street in Eureka. And until then, salut. Adieu. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.